Shabbat Shalom and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. Thanks to all my regulars, that's both of you, for coming back. It's been a whirlwind here, rearranging my entire life, and indeed, way of life. Baruch Hashem, God is so good to me. My heart and prayers go out to those suffering from all the recent flooding and tornadoes, and for all those other losses that didn't get publicized across our great nation. Our great nation. Let's talk about it for a bit. Any group, organization, office holder, or even nation that forgets why it exists begins to exist only for the sake of self-perpetuation. To put that in Christian terms, if you stray from your mission statement, your focus drifts. You begin to function only to continue to function. Power for the sake of power. The office for the sake of the office, spawning sub-offices in order to justify the continued existence of said office. That doesn't sound anything like our bloated federal or even local governments, does it? The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America are our mission statement. Not only our statement of beliefs, though I believe that's encompassed within. We have forgotten, America, why we exist. We cannot only blame re-education. Revisionist history wouldn't have been possible if we had not already forgotten, lost ourselves. We are so far past forgetting that we now deny why we exist. I would like to read you some extracts from our history to remind us. I prefer primary sources, so that's what you're getting today. I don't care what someone else says about what someone else said. I respectfully don't care for your understanding, viewpoint, or spin on what they said. I'll read and process it all by my little lonesome thank you. I'm giving you that same respect. I'm going way back to the Mayflower Compact of 1620 to begin. Quote, In the name of God, Amen. We, whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign lord, King James, by the grace of God, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, etc., having undertaken, for the glory of God, and advancement of the Christian faith, and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents, solemnly and mutually, in the presence of God and of one another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends foresaid. End quote. What are these ends foresaid? They are right there in the text. Quote, for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country. End quote. Well, being free citizens now and not under a sovereign king, praise God, we can strike that phrase out. The rest still stands. Why do I say that it can still stand? Because none of it is dependent upon having an earthly king. So, I will read it again with the words king and struck out. Here is why we exist. For the glory of God, and advancement of the Christian faith, and honor of our country. Now to Patrick Henry. 
From the speech before the Revolutionary Committee in Virginia on March 23, 1775. Quote, if we wish to be free, if we mean to preserve inviolate those inestimable privileges for which we have been so long contending, if we mean not basely to abandon the noble struggle in which we have been so long engaged, and which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until the glorious object of our contest shall be obtained, we must fight. I repeat it, sirs, we must fight. An appeal to arms and to the God of hosts is all that is left us. Is life so dear? or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God! I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death." End quote. From the Declaration of Independence, quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes." End quote. So why are we changing it? Why are we throwing away our very foundation, passively for the most part? watching it crumble, tossing our liberties aside as we toss our responsibilities aside, discussing a new constitutional convention as though that will fix the abuses rather than invite new ones. We have the power to fix this built into our system already. Whatever you think about which side he was on, General Robert E. Lee had some great things to say about his country, my country our country. Quote, I am of the opinion that all who can should vote for the most intelligent, honest, and conscientious men eligible to offices. End quote. Not vote for who is most likely to win. What an asinine concept. Pardon me, I digress. Quote, I am opposed to the theory of doing wrong. The good may come out of it. I hold to the belief that you must act right whatever the consequences." End quote. Well said, sir. Well, here's a novel concept in our day and age. Quote, we must make up our minds to fight our battles ourselves, expect to receive aid from no one, and make every necessary sacrifice. End quote. Hmm. Sounds awfully self-sufficient to me. The America we were, some of us still are. We can be again. Rely on no other nation, no treaties. Expect nothing from others. Make sacrifices. Sacrifices? What are those? Those are the opposite of entitlements. Let's understand this next one properly. Still from General Lee, quote, private and public life are subject to the same rules. End quote. This means we must hold the same standards, whether in public or private, when no one is watching, if there is such a place anymore. As I am a Christian in my home, so I must be in the store, while driving, at the theater, and the polls. 
It does not mean that I lose rights privately, because some think they can strip them from me publicly. God has granted those rights. Government exists to uphold them. Our government, that is why it exists. If it is no longer functioning as intended, it has no longer a use, a right, to exist. The liberal enemies know this, the progressives. That's why they seek to undermine it. In order to eliminate the best form of human government, one that looks to God for inspiration, one that relies on his standards, his best for all mankind, instead of letting them win, let us fight back. How? Should we take up arms and storm the White House? Here's a better thought from former President Abraham Lincoln. Quote, you can better succeed with the ballot. You can, peaceable then, redeem the government and preserve the liberties of mankind through your votes and voice and moral influence. Revolutionize through the ballot box and restore the government once more to the affections and hearts of men by making it express, as it was intended to do, the highest spirit of justice and liberty. End quote. Oh, there's so much more I want to say on this. So I'm making this part one of an ongoing series. They won't be in sequence. I'll jump around here and there in the midst of other shows. For how long? Not sure. Until I'm done, I suppose. Or until there's no more need. I'm going to end part one with this quote from General Lee. May God rescue us from the folly of our acts. End quote. Yet, why should he come and rescue us if we aren't his people? And how can mankind be expected to act in anything other than folly if they aren't looking to God? And how can they look to him whom they do not know? And how shall they know without being told by those who do know? Can you see how everything falls apart for us when we reject the Lord and remove him from our foundation? When we relegate Christians to a Sunday meeting in a government-authorized location, speaking only government-authorized words? Oh, we scream loudly at such religious oppression in other nations, such as China and the former Soviet Union. We organize marches, go on strikes, boycott, and give millions in financial support for their freedom. Why on earth are we not looking to our own? We, of all people, have no excuse to tolerate any impositions upon our freedoms. And I reiterate, they are our freedoms. Those living in communist regimes are unfortunately subject to their authorities. Yes, they're subject to God as the higher authority. However, America is unique in that we are the government. Please, please, let us remember before it's too late. So, here's what you need to know in a nutshell. You are a sinner. The wages, what you have earned for your sin, is death. Jesus, having no sin of his own, died for your sin. On the third day, he rose again. If you ask the Father to forgive your sin because of his son's sacrifice on your behalf, he will. Repent of, turn away from your sin, and believe in the one who gave himself as the sacrificial atonement for your sin. The only one who could, Yeshua Adonai. Do it today.
Later is never promised. Mark chapter 13, verse 33 in the Holy Bible says, Take heed, therefore, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. End quote. He loves you, but you must be his before you see him as judge. Ask him to become your savior today. You may be saying, yeah, but that isn't for me. Or, I'm not good enough. Yet, yeah, now you're starting to get it. Or you might say, I have to get my life straight first. Or even, I'm a good person. I'm not like those sinners she's talking about. I tell you truly, we are all sinners. We are all in need of saving. You cannot be good enough. Sorry, but you are not perfect. You're just not. You're also not responsible to clean yourself or your life up before coming to God. You actually can't. The best you can do is become one of those who see themselves as good enough. But God says no one is good enough, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God tells us in his word that he will do the work of changing us and our lives from the inside out. It cannot be done outside in. You have to first come to him in repentance and then he makes those changes within you. And then they reflect, they flow out of you. It just can't work the other way around. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Believe on whose name? Jesus, Yeshua. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No other name. And someday his name shall be one. The name of Elohim, understood to include Yeshua and the Ruach HaKodesh as one in very truth. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Won't you believe on the name of Jesus, Yeshua, today? Thanks for listening. Copyright 2015, A Christian.